dear listeners, dear, sweet, loyal listeners, you guys are just amazing. Thank you for all the feedback you've been giving us. Um, We are really excited to be doing an experimental podcast that will be translated into Spanish. Not this one, but it is with my brilliant co-star, well, our lead, I like to call it him co-star because that's my ego, um, Eugenio Derbez, who's just incredible and charming and we star in the movie Overboard that's coming out and uh, but we're doing a, a translated series of Unqualified uh, in Spanish and so you can please check it out Sim how can they check it out well they can actually click on the link in the episode notes right now and you can subscribe to that if you know someone that would love that please share it with them because it's really cool we actually have actors playing you, me, and Eugenio, and they're on top of us. So you hear us, the English, kind of underneath, and it's mixed in. Please let us know your feedback. Um, and this, but this episode will be all in Completely English. Completely in English, yes. Because Sim and I don't know any other languages. Sim, you told me that you knew Spanish. We talk, they'll, they'll find out how embarrassing it was for me when I tried yeah. my Spanish uh, later on in the episode. Fuck you. I wonder, how do you say fuck you in Spanish? Dear listeners, if you could let me know, that'd be great. But thanks to Casey Whalen and his team and everyone thanks, that Casey. put it together because it's really, really special. And if you know someone that would l- enjoy the episode, please share it with them and subscribe to Ana Faris No Esta Calificada. And that's available on Apple Podcasts, and you can just push the link on the episode notes, and you can go right to the subscribe page on that. But um, Anna, that's exciting. So congratulations on your new foray into the world of fuck translated you. podcasts. This might be the first. Yeah, fuck off. I mean, I love you. I appreciate the love. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of appreciation, our listeners really appreciate the feedback. They oh, really good. do. What's interesting, and by the way, listeners, if you do want to submit some feedback on the callers, you go to unqualified.com slash contact. And please keep submitting. We just love this so much. It's it's amazing. Now, this is the first time we're going to have feedback on the feedback. Feedback on the feedback. From two episodes ago. This was one of the most controversial calls in unqualified history. It was because a lot of you did not agree with our advice, which we completely stand by. We don't Gen- know what the fuck we're talking Jennifer about. Jennifer cheated on her husband, told her husband about it, uh, but didn't tell her the complete truth. Didn't say the didn't say that she actually right. uh, slept with him. Just said that maybe they kissed and they had an emotional relationship. But this guy was a complete piece of shit, anyways, and he's been doing that to a lot of different people. It you know got a lot of reaction. I read the feedback last week from Emily, Barbara, and Robbie from Scotland. Now Jennifer wrote to us, so she writes. It's Jennifer the Adulteress. By the way, Jennifer, dear listeners, Jennifer is not her real name. I changed it, so please stop tweeting at me saying that it's insensitive for us to keep their name. We would never do that. So she writes, it's Jennifer the Adulteress. I finally listened to your podcast from yesterday. I love the letter Emily wrote, and I'm very thankful for her advice. My husband and I had conversations about the possibility of an open marriage, but at this time, it's not right for us, but it could be one day. Love her advice, and I'm getting that Sex at Dawn book. Barbara is right. Walking red flag. Anna is very right. She's talking about you now. Yes. It was all about myself internally. I needed to feel like I'm more than just mom. I needed to feel like a sexy woman, and the dude definitely made me feel that way. I should not need external factors to make me feel a certain way. Robbie from Scotland. Me saying I'm a shitty person is me endearing myself to myself, no one else. I'm 99% certain that my husband would not leave me if I told him. It would hurt him deeply, but he would not divorce me. If I thought he would, I wouldn't question telling him. I did something rotten that hurt my family. 
But if the tables were turned and my husband had an affair but decided to end it and come back to me, I'm not sure I'd want to know about it. Regarding honesty, none of us are 100% honest all the time. We all have secrets, and I am holding on to a big secret, but I'm at heart not a dishonest person. I'm not a shitty person. I'm a mother of two beautiful girls. I'm a career woman. I'm incredibly kind and generous. I'm funny and usually incredibly open about my life. I'm a wife. I love my husband. I know that. Whether I fell out of love and just recently back in, I love him. I want to be with him and him alone. I do not want to see my former affair partner. I think of him less and less every day. However, I fucked up. I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with it. I will do what's right. I just don't know what that is yet. Thank you to those who listened and took the time to write in their thoughts. Thank you, Anna, Sim, and Haley. I truly appreciate your advice and for allowing me to tell you my story. Jennifer, thank you so much. I remember I was thinking about this like after this call, and I think a lot of us have been thinking about this, that when you ask the question about being in love with two people at the same time, just know that you're not alone and the feelings that you feel are completely valid. I don't want you to beat yourself up in any way. I'm a person whose parents like raised me on guilt. So I'm very familiar with like punishing my own self with a lot of guilt. Don't you love her self-awareness though? Yes. Oh my God, completely. It's so brave. Thanks, Jennifer, so much. And thank you for everyone for writing. It means a lot to us. So we actually have more feedback. Now, not from that episode. This is from last week's episode. And do you remember last week's caller? It was Kayla. And Kayla, she has a directionless boyfriend. She doesn't know what to do because he's sitting around not doing anything. And, you know, she's 26. I think he's 24. Um, Billy Eichner said, you need to dump him. Like He was like adamant about dumping the guy. And you agreed as well. But we got so much feedback on that because I feel like that call really resonated with so many of our listeners. Really? It's so I'm actually going to read two different kind of perspectives, if that's okay with you. Yeah. That call made me feel like, like I was an old person giving somebody young advice. I think that's pretty much what we do all the time. go. <laughs> 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 all right. So this is, uh, this is from, from Leslie. And Leslie writes in, I just listened to Kayla on the Billy Eichner episode. I was driving to work and was just getting flooded with memories and thoughts about her. When I was 25 years old, I started dating this guy. He is an amazing, funny, caring, sweet guy. I loved him a lot and I thought... I had finally found the one after a string of losers. To make a long story short, over a period of five years, he lost his job three times. Each time, he would get depressed and have zero energy to look for another job. We were living together, which made it difficult on me. He would talk about wanting to pursue goals like painting or music, except he had no artist tools and he was scared to play his guitar in front of people. I was all for him pursuing these goals while he was working a job that brought in money. Each time he lost his job, the time between jobs would increase. The last time was nine months long. He would just sit in our bedroom watching movies all day in his underwear. Coming home from work started making me angry. Not being able to go out and do social things with my friends was making me angry. But I loved him so much and no guy had ever treated me better. Then I turned 30. I took a good look at my life. When I began my relationship with him, I had savings. I had goals. I was heading in a good path. Five years later, I was in debt. Not married. Nowhere close to being married and miserable. We weren't having sex. We weren't going out. We weren't doing anything. I realized that this was not what I wanted in my life, so I broke up with him. And it was hard. But now I'm 37 years old, married with two kids. My husband and I 
Both have successful careers, and I feel like I have a partner in life. I cannot imagine navigating all the hard things that come in life with someone who didn't even have the motivation to get a job. I don't mean to make Kayla feel bad, and maybe this guy will change. I just feel like she was me 10 years ago, and even though Anna said that Billy was being very direct, Billy was right. If it's meant to be, it will happen, and this guy needs to learn to navigate his own life. Kayla said he was responsible with money, but is he being responsible now? I don't know if this is what is going on with him, but to me, it feels like he's just waiting around on a dream job. Well, I think a lot of people would love to do that, but we also have to survive. I would be very wary continuing a relationship with someone who was not actively pursuing the same goals as me. Good luck and thank you, Anand Sim, for this podcast. It is a highlight of my week. Love you guys. That is so nice. It, it makes me think about how important it is to have, it's not necessarily a financial thing, but to have a partner that has the same level of drive and passion as you have. And it sounds like, you know, Kayla's boyfriend was, you know, de- depressed and I don't know, but I do know having, you know, experienced this is that you can't make an unhappy person happy. It's just impossible. And that's, a, I think, a, a common burden that specifically women tend to put on themselves. And it's, it's just, it's unrealistic. This, okay, so Anna, I wanted to share a letter written by a caller who has a different perspective. And this is from PK. And PK writes, I love you guys so much and really appreciate all the care you take and the advice you give and the way you bring out a unique and personal side of your awesome celebrity guests. Well, thank you so much, PK, for that. I wanted to chime in episode 119 with Billy Eichner because I unfortunately relate hardcore with Kayla's boyfriend. I have an engineering degree but decided late in the game that I didn't want to pursue that career path for a variety of boring reasons I won't get into. And around the time I graduated college, my mom got very sick. So I took time away from the real world to take care of her and figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. Fast forward two years, my mom is doing better now and I'm a 25-year-old woman who has no idea what I want to do thanks to a fun combination of depression, anxiety, and truly being lost in life. I spent a long time feeling like I was treading water in the middle of the ocean and that maybe I could reach a shore if I could decide what direction to swim. But there are endless directions to choose from, and what if I choose wrong and drown? Anyway, I've been doing a better job at being an adult human slash member of society for the past few months, though I still have a long way to go and thought I might be able to offer Kayla and her boyfriend a little bit of insight slash advice on what is helping me fight through it. He doesn't need to figure out what he wants his life to look like right now. He does need to get a job, any job. Work at Target part-time, tutor high schoolers, volunteer at an animal shelter, anything that provides him with an obligation to leave the house for a few hours a week and act like a functioning adult. He needs some sort of routine and an external force relying on him to keep that routine. Then he needs to commit himself to a hobby, at least once a week to start. I recommend a creative hobby. I'm a writer, but Kayla mentioned he's into photography, so maybe he can find a cheap community or online class, or maybe he can learn Photoshop or something that doesn't require a nice camera. He needs an outlet that isn't video games or something that can turn mindless for long periods of time. This isn't going to fix his motivation problems overnight. I'm still struggling, but it's a start. Kayla, if you want to stay with him, he has to start taking steps, baby steps, teeny tiny steps. If he can't do that now, you can't wait around for him because as someone who has been through slash is still going through this, he will only be able to start climbing out of this deep hole of aimlessness when he's ready. He won't be able to do it for you even if he loves you deeply, and he may not be ready to take guidance from anyone else, even if he knows it's well-meaning. 
It sucks that Kayla has to go through this, but it is terrible to say that it made me feel slightly better that I'm not the only 20-something that's completely lost. This has been a hard period of my life because I see all of my friends making strides in their life and I'm still totally at sea. But to beat the metaphor to death, I think I finally found a lifeboat or maybe at least a raft and someday I'm going to have a big fucking yacht. Hell yeah, PK. Fuck yeah. What, how Brit? Like even writing that email in is remarkable. Totally. She is making steps. That's amazing to take any kind of initiative. And she's completely right that whether it is volunteering, whether it is taking a ceramics class, whether it is doing like going to the park and taking photos, not of kids. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. (laughs) But, but yeah, take, taking, she's completely right about the, like taking small steps towards your own internal progression of happiness. And I don't know what the answers are, but I do think that you can't give happiness fully to a person who's not motivated and and it sounds like kind of deeply unhappy and how we identify ourselves within our community and our friends and family is very important to us in our society don't you think sim yeah that's why you wanted to become a podcaster yeah i I dreamed about becoming a podcaster (laughs) when i was a kid also a larger question too is the idea of a changing sense of masculinity and how it's sort of affected young men. Someone wrote in about that and we should tackle that another episode because there's a lot of thoughts that I have Uh and because I do think it is changing. I do. Yeah, of course. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I went to college with a lot of, you know, my, my dorm friends who ended up like smoking a ton of weed and playing video games and then dropped out. And I don't know where they are now. And we didn't have like necessarily the guidelines with our watching our parents navigate that those waters well. I don't know. Yeah, and we should probably get like a super duper expert for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now here's the amazing Eugenio Debraz. You're really going to love this episode. Um, hey, so what, okay, as you're starting press, what has been like sort of the more difficult questions? Have you had any that are like hard? All, all of them. I mean, um. Because I get really worried about when they start talking about asking me about the gender switching stuff. Because I'm not quite sure if there's a sort of a bigger point that I'm missing. My feeling is that they are just asking because they're like interested in what's different in, in, in this new version Yeah. on one hand, and then the other is like, uh, they are curious why we took this decision. I'm, I'm always telling them that um, we wanted to break stereotypes. In the original, the, the, there's the rich woman and the carpenter. So it would be like really easy to know, ah, of course, the, 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 the guy, this guy, this Mexican guy is gonna be the carpenter. So we wanted to break the stereotypes. And on the other hand, we didn't want uh, people to compare you to Gollyhon and me to Kurt Russell. So in this way, you, you don't really feel you're comparing anyone. It's like If really... we do press together, will you answer all the questions? Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> happy to Oh, I'm so, I'm so happy to see you. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And by the way, you were amazing at the Oscars, and you looked so handsome. Oh, thank you. Really? Yeah. Was that your, um, the, like, I don't know, first time there? First time ever. Did you like it? I loved it. You did? I, I mean... Does anybody really like it like that? It's just because, I mean, it's my, my dream come true. I mean, first time ever I've dreamed uh, my entire life of being there one day. I used to watch the Oscars with, side by side with my mom since I was... I don't know, seven, eight, and I always wanted to be uh, there. My mom was always taking me to the theater, and and we used to watch like two or three movies a day. That is crazy. That was crazy, and I love uh, cinema because of her. So, And every single year, it was like a ritual. We sat down together to watch the Oscars. So... Because of that, it was a huge uh, thing for me this, this last Sunday because I was finally there. I, and, and after so many, many years of dreaming about it and thinking that it was not going to happen, finally it happened. So I'm excited. Well, you're going to be there again. But hey, Eugenio, will you tell us? I remember one of our first conversations was about your mother. Will you tell our dear listeners a little bit about your mother? Well, my mom uh, was a huge actress in, in Mexico and Latin America. She did the first soap opera in Latin America. Um, so, uh, and, and she was huge. She was like uh, um, the queen of the telenovela in Mexico and Latin America. She, she, she was uh, really the, the, the you know, uh, back then it, there were no uh, platforms, there were no uh, iPads, not, nothing. You have to watch only uh, um, TV. And the entire country uh, got paralyzed every time that she was doing a, a telenovela. And, and the last, you know, the last episode, literally nobody was uh, in the streets. The, everyone was watching the telenovela. So uh, I was born in that world where my mom was like uh, a superstar in, in Mexico. And then I loved all this, uh, the show business, because of her. So... Um, uh, but, but it is not something that is not familiar. I was born with a famous mom, and, and everyone was asking all, all the time, how does it feel to have a mom that it's uh, on TV, that she's famous? And it was like, I feel the same as you, that, that you feel when you see your mom in the kitchen. For me, watching my mom on TV was like something really common and usual. And I think you told me once, I want to hit on two, well, ask you two questions. I think you told me once that she was famous for her ability to cry and emote, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is something that I can't do. Well, yeah, she was very famous because uh, everyone said that she, she nobody cried like hers. And, and there was a legend that says that, that she was able to cry either with the right eye or the left eye, <laughs> depending where the camera was. <laughs> and it, it, honestly, and, and it was almost true. So they were like, oh, the camera is this side. We want the tear on your left eye. <laughs> and that was always legend because she was really, she was really good at crying. Really, um, really good. Are you good at crying? 
No. I was always like telling her, teach me. I want to I want to yeah. know how to cry. Yeah. And I, I really wanted to nail it like her. And um, but she and I, I was always asking her, what how how do you do that? And she was like, Well, I imagine terrible things. <laughs> uh, and I was like, tell me. And I was like, no, 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 no. She's just like, I can't that. tell you because I'm imagining you dying. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she was telling me kind of that, but I was like, I, I don't want to say that because, you know, it's bad luck. And I want, I don't want to, I use that for my job, but for my work, but I, I don't want to talk about this how, uh, just because, because it's, I, I don't want to like invoke bad things in my life. But um, it, it, he, she was amazing, for to, to, an amazing drama queen. But she was really funny in, 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 in real life. So I want to know when you moved to Los Angeles, number one, how you put together Instructions Not Included, which is such a brilliant movie, and then uh, your huge hit, How to Be a Latin Lover. Well, they're both huge hits. And, and then, of course, we have our boat movie coming out. <laughs> yeah. Overboard. Okay. <laughs> okay, so tell tell me a little bit about well, yeah, when did you move to Los Angeles and tell like and, and what made you decide to do that? Okay, I'm going to try to put everything together. I know, as I'm clear sorry. It's so it's such an annoying question, possible. isn't it? No, 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 it's beautiful because I think to, all right. It's it's it tells my story here in this country because I know that a lot of people are asking right now who is this guy? Why is he, why he's here? Why is he starring a movie? Uh, and all of this question. So let me tell you. I've I been, like it that you're s- staring at me and hopefully you're starry-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so corny. So <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> I've been working my entire life in Mexico City. And I mean, I've been doing my, my TV shows forever in Mexico and for all Latin America. And the uh, Spanish language uh, audience here in the U.S. So for almost like 30 years, probably, I've been working for them and I've had my, my own TV show starring. So um, like uh, 15 years ago, I decided I want to do start doing movies, but nobody trust me, trusted me and, and, and nobody wanted to do movies with me because I was like the you know the comic guy from the TV shows and I was not taken seriously so I tried so hard to be in a movie and nobody wanted to hire me because in Mexico they were back then uh, they were doing like uh, dramas and everything was like dark and they were like we're not putting this funny guy comedian in my movie because it's not going to be credible so after a lot of rejection and years of rejection, I realized that I was the only one who, if I want to do a movie, I, I, it's going to have to be written by me and produced by me. So, so thanks to all those that rejected me, I have the balls yeah. to do my own movie. Yeah. So that's a good thing. So sometimes you complain and you say, why is this happening to me? But sometimes it's life pushing you to do something that you need to do, but you don't know or you don't want to do. So in this case, I finally decided to to write my own movie. It took me 12 years because nobody wanted to finance the movie. But that was good because during all those 12 years, I could um, give the script to a lot of people. 
uh, that were always giving me notes. So I rewrote and rewrote and rewrote the script until it became an, a really good and solid script. And 12 years later, I was able to start shooting instructions not included. Uh, but before, I tried to hire a director and nobody wanted to direct a movie from the comic guy from the TV. It was not interesting enough. And um, uh, at the end, uh, I decided to direct it myself. So it was even worse for the financing, financial part because nobody wanted to invest in a movie that was going to be start and <laughs> directed by this <laughs> funny guy from the television. So... At the end, I ended up directing, acting, producing, editing. I did everything. And uh, it was huge. It was a massive hit. It became the highest grossing Spanish <sighs> language film ever That is so worldwide. fucking cool. That's fucking cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it's the biggest uh, movie in Spanish uh, worldwide. Not even Almodovar, not even Guillermo del Toro. He did a few stuff in Spanish. The last one was Pan's Labyrinth. Not even that one. So um, I'm really happy and I'm blessed. And after that, huge um, success. A lot of doors opened here in the U.S. I was already um, in the... I, I thought I was going to be retiring by, by now. But all of a sudden, a new world opened was opened for, to me. So uh, I decided to take a leap of faith and and jump and i shut off shut 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 off everything in mexico my office my my house uh, my career i quit i had an exclusivity they were paying me for uh, money that was a, a sure income every month i uh, i left everything everything behind and i moved to the us Three and a half years ago, after instruction, after uh, instruction not included, and I started a company here. Uh, but 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 I felt there was something special there. I mean, I I felt since I was shooting instruction not included, I I felt it was something special. And then when it opened and it did great, it was an adventure because I remember the the, op the opening was in a, a Friday, and by Monday. Somebody called me and told me, uh, you know, um, Jimmy Fallon wants to interview you. They want you on the late night show of Jimmy Fallon. And Larry King wants you in, in his show. And and I couldn't believe that. I mean, I, I'm a guy from Mexico. I never, ever in my entire life thought these guys were going to even see me. And all of a sudden I was there with Larry King, with Jimmy Fallon, with Craig Ferguson, with uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, it, it was a blast. And... That's incredible, right? I love that you that you followed your your dreams. Yes, I mean, yeah. And I moved here, and um, and it's been three years, and I already opened my company here, Tripas, with Ben O'Dell, who's producing this movie too, Overboard. And I already did Latin Lover, that uh, became the second uh, most successful film in, in Mexico, and um, and here in the U.S. it did huge too, and it was like. Thirty million dollars here in the U.S. It's such a great movie. Thirty-two, yeah, it's, it's really so funny. good. God, you're so <laughs> fucking charming, and you and you're one of those actors too that when I mentioned that I I that I worked with you, um, people in the industry just love you so much. Mm -hmm. You're just fucking amazing. I'm so lucky. I did hear a rumor. I want to rib you about something a little okay. bit. Okay. I heard a rumor 
that in your contract for overboard that you didn't want to actually get into the water. <laughs> and that's why I had to jump into that freezing ass water. I know. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I let me tell everyone. My diva, my diva co-star. No, 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 no. That's not true. It's just, it's just that's because be my the, line. the story was like that. You were the one supposed to be jumping oh, in the water. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> And I, it was like uh, so painful to watch Anna <laughs> jumping into that icy I, water. I was a little bit dramatic about it. No, no, no. Let me tell honest. you something. I, 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 I've been telling this to a lot of people. Uh, there, there was one day that, of course, you remember <laughs> when they made you jump twice. One in the morning, and you were like uh, freezing, and we were all worried. Uh, I was uh, hungry. For you. I was just hungry. <laughs> no, no, but that, after that, she finally came out of the water. She was shivering. Uh, we were worried uh, for you, and then you went to the trailer. They uh, they took a hot shower, mm. and we were all like concerned that you. Were, how are you feeling? Everything. She came back, and all of a sudden they say, "Oh, well, you know, we forgot that we need." <laughs> <laughs> another take and all that. We need to jump. We need Anna to jump into the water again. I'm gonna do it. And I'm she gotta did do it. it. <laughs> and I, I swear that everyone was like, "She's gonna kill us." I mean, she, I she hates us. I, I do remember that day. And it, while it was unbelievably cold, I was totally protected and I felt very safe and everything. And but I do remember sort of putting on a grumpy face. Just to emphasize that I was a little bit grumpy, which I don't normally do. I'm normally a pretty happy person. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember feeling like, okay, Rob and Bob, our directors, I would be like, <clears throat> no, but you but, were you were completely right. I mean, it was uh, the, the, the it water was cold. Was, it was cold. No, it was not cold. It was freezing. <laughs> it was, yeah, there's a huge difference. It was freezing, and the air so was. Sweet. <laughs> really, really cold, <laughs> and, and and everything was cold, and we were on the, this yacht that was was the most uncomfortable thing ever. Remember? <laughs> no, you're you're a oh, trooper. No, it, but it was it was one of the best shoots of my life. It was just incredible, and I loved loved working with you. Oh, thank you. I I've been telling the stories to everyone that that you're really humble. You surprised me the first time I we were on, the, on set. I was, of course, I'm insecure because it's not my language. I, I don't know if I, I, I was not a, aware that I was going to be funny in English. I was always like insecure of that. And then I, I, I meet with this amazing comedian that it's Anna Faris. And then after the first take, she says, was I funny? And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking? You're one of the funniest uh, women in this country. And she was like, no, 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 no. I, 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 and she starts telling me the story that she, she's a comedian by accident. Yeah. yeah. In a way. And I couldn't believe that. And, and I, I, you are so, so humble. You should be oh, aware that thanks. you are amazing and you, that you were fucking funny. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, really, really. Well, I, I'm, I'm so. And is he going? Thank you. Because I've worked Except with... for the water part. <laughs> but yes, I bet I bet you've worked with, with some people that are some not... People, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did, were, that was like one of our first conversations, I think, when we were stuck in the car on the yes, trailer. Yes, we were talking about people that... We had our yeah. list of the yeah. people that uh, we were running through. Right, right. I <laughs> yes. remember your list, yeah. <laughs> Dear listeners, one day, one day I'll tell you. One day. Um, but I'm here with Eugenio Derbez, and he's my co-star. He's the star of Overboard, and uh, it's... 
it's uh, the reimagining, apparently that's how the studio wants us to describe it, of uh, the original movie starring uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And it was such an, it was such an amazing experience, and I'm just so thrilled that you're here. It's a, it's a really, really funny movie. And you know, it's for all, the entire family, and that's... That's kind of unusual because you sh- you there are no many movies that you can go with the kids oh, and their so abuelita true. and everyone it's so and, true. and this one is this, that kind of movie that you can go with all the entire family and, and have a lot of fun. Um, okay, a few things we were gonna do a couple of games, but right before you came, um, my producer and dear friend Sim told me that he um, did oh, no. so well in Spanish class. You're not really doing this. That he doesn't know how to speak it, but he can read it and interpret it really very well. He said that. That's what he no, said. No, what I said was I placed out of taking Spanish yeah. in college because I did well in yeah. high school. It's something they call it advanced placement. So, so I placed out of it. But I told her that I can't speak. I can read so, it fluently. Uh huh. So he says but, he and can I can read understand it, it. I think. So but I can't. Will you? This is a test for Sim. Okay. Oh uh, God. I don't know. So everyone here in the U.S. tells us the same story. I took a English, yeah. Spanish in <laughs> yeah. college, and all we but know is yo tango and burrito or something. But I'm not claiming to be able to speak it. You, I'm not, I never said that. I said I could read it. Read it and understand it was my read assumption. It, yeah, I, I think so. So read it and translate it. Okay. So. <laughs> Where do you want me to? Where do you want me to start uh, from? Eugenio's, uh, well, from what, the top. Take, it from, take it from the top, Sim. Take it from the top. Okay. <laughs> Voces or, dos banditos. Pega o gallo. Pego o gallo. What does that, that right? Was it, what does that mean? First, continue. Okay, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll just I'll read tell that you okay. at the end. Ay, busca pe tu acho mesmo que Oscara vau te dar emprego no jornal se tu conseguir tirar esa foto. Oh my God. <laughs> Should I say the, the truth? Well, I, I think I think that he needs to tell us what he thinks he said. You know what? I'm, I'm realizing I mean, this was just a bad idea on my uh, part. Yeah, because <laughs> but I'm you, realizing but that it's been a Sam, long time since I practiced my Spanish. Out of your AP, that was Spanish that was a class. long, long time ago. Oh, but come that on, was a long you must have some memory retention. vida por causa de una foto mermao da un tempo. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, you no, no, Listen, no, no, no. So this is I'm, very... bu- I'm butchering your language, and I love your language, and I'm sorry. I've completely destroyed it. I just love it that he thinks he knows it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is very interesting. And this is not a sketch. This is, this is happening in real time. <laughs> Guys, n neither you, Anna, you, not even the, the, the audience that's hearing this. This is not Spanish. <laughs> no, really. This I was trying is, to figure this out. This doesn't this look is like Spanish. Portuguese. This is Portuguese. I know. I was trying to figure out why I didn't understand this. This was like. <laughs> so you're not. You, this is you're, why I'm confused. Thank you. Now I feel so much better. You're not I'm even. Like, what the fuck is this? I have never seen these words before. You're not. I even, don't understand. I understood photo. Photo is probably the same, and that's about it. You're not even able to notice the difference between Spanish and Portuguese. That's so In my defense, I didn't even look at it. I can't believe you guys. That's, Wait, Cassie, that's so embarrassing. Are you like a quarter Mexican? You are. You're a quarter. Mexican, Cassie. <laughs> this is not even Spanish. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. I can't wait till oh, we go God. to Rio. You didn't realize yeah. it wasn't Spanish? So we're cutting this out? They're cutting all no. this out? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. Leave it. It's just, I don't know who's I, more. Who, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the, embarrassed the only, for all of us. The, yeah, no, the I'm only one myself. who gets away with this is no, no, you, Henio, looks. I was like, what is this? <laughs> This is, no, no, no! This is this is Portuguese. It is Portuguese. This should be from a, a Brazilian <laughs> Brazilian telenovela or something like that. This uh, is so so funny. Oh God! Oh my God! You're like, yeah, you are a mess. I thought I I thought you were during the making of Overboard, Anna. But it, <laughs> yes, it, now, yes, you've proven it. Um, okay, wait. So now we're gonna go to a couple of questions. <laughs> it was great. I love you, I love that you let me continue. Uh, of course, I was enjoying it. I was like, I, I'm going to let him finish and then I will. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. God. Oh, heads are going to roll. <laughs> um, so this is a segment called, you know, how would you proceed? So we are filming Overboard 2 because it's been such a huge hit. <laughs> it will. Yes. I know. <laughs> This time, though, you know, we're in the Mediterranean on a massive yacht, even bigger than our old one. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> I'm loving it already. Um, okay, so I get you a special wrap gift. Um, you know, I feel, I feel really bonded to you and close to you, and uh, I want to, I, I tell you this, that, you know, I, I, want, I want to feel connected to you for life. So um, I give you a gift certificate to be cryogenically frozen when we die. I'm going to get frozen. I want you to be frozen with me. So then when we wake up after, you know, civilization advances, we'll be right there, ready to do Overboard 3. <laughs> <laughs> do you accept? I, I will accept. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. I, I really? heard that, that uh, um, Walt Disney and Michael Jackson wanted to do this, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Disney, I think that's a rumor, but Ted Williams, the old baseball player, he's frozen. He's yeah. frozen? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. But he was dead when he was frozen. Yeah, they froze him exactly. <laughs> so he, he was dead that, when he was frozen, right? The thing <laughs> is that I, I think uh, it doesn't work that way. What do you mean? I mean, you, you should be frozen when you're alive. When you're, yeah. So they can defrost you and then continue living. So like but it seconds work that before I'm, you slip into the eternity, we freeze you. 
it should be like that. In order to to work, they should put you like to sleep and or to to freeze before you die. If not, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So would you be willing in like a few months? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's my only concern. When do you know that it's the t it's time to go well, freeze yourself? You know, with any luck, you're going to be in a coma okay. at the hospital. I like that. <laughs> and I then like that. Uh, we'll just uh, slip you on into the freezer. I, I, I would say yes. If the question is yes or no, I would say yes because I'm really... I am very curious, and I, 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 since I was a kid, I, I always wanted, uh, you know, to the when UFO to take me to other worlds and discover new things. So I, I would definitely do the cryo. What? So yes, the uh, cryogenically frozen. Yes, that you're going to be. But and if, but if how it's would with you, you feel much if, better if, like, when you wake up, I'm just here. I would, I would kiss you, <laughs> like we did at the end of the movie. Wake up. Hey, guess hey. what? <laughs> <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to wake with a funny woman? That's I, I prefer a funny woman that is going to look No, no, really. Uh, I don't care. No, you're you're you you have this two qualities. You're you are funny and pretty and that's really rare. Thing. Usually uh, uh, funny girls are not beautiful and the opposite. But, uh, uh, do you place more emphasis uh, and if you're going to date date someone new, would you place more emphasis on sense of humor or looks? Sense of humor. I mean, I didn't do that my entire well, life. Most <laughs> men don't, right? No. Most people don't. No, most people don't. And it's a big mistake because you get used to the to 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 beauty. And after uh, I know Six months? It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but she, oh my God, she's gorgeous. She, yeah, yeah, she is. But nothing like being funny. I mean, when you have a a, a, a wife or a husband or a, a couple that it's funny, it makes your life easier. So always aim to the funny guy or to the funny woman. That's my best uh, advice I can give. Well, because hum humor is sort of, it's an avenue into um, uh, like it's an avenue into intimacy yes right like it's kind of uh to me it's sort of i mean i say this as like being a part of comedy a little bit but but it is an avenue into intellect and absolutely and how you know somebody's brain works and such a familiarity and if you can laugh about something together that you find you know in common um that there's no, there's nothing like that there's nothing like that bond of Humor. I, which humor is the best af aphrodisiac. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say that. Yeah. But, th but that's also goes to my frustration, which I've talked a bit about on the podcast, about how um, humor in Hollywood isn't respected as much. It's the hardest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Because it's, it's like an attempt to make an, a, connect, a connection with strangers with this one thread of commonality, this one familiar thing. That's a very difficult thing to attempt drama is easy because everyone is related to you know uh, uh, to to pain to death to love mm -hmm. we all cry for the same stuff we all cry for uh if, if your mom dies or if you are, uh, lose your the love of your life if you split with someone you we all cry for the same reasons mm -hmm. but we'll laugh for for different reasons and it also has to reinvent itself like yes. What I think you're so brilliant at is you almost bring kind of uh, this innocence to your characters that um, that is so charming. 
that's so winning with men and women and so watchable. It's, it's, <laughs> in, no, it's true. But ma- making people laugh is so hard. It's so hard. But, but the easier way to go is to be mean. Yes. And you're, you don't do that. That's not your avenue no. with comedy. No. You go, you do more of a, like a self deprecating and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You take it on yourself, the burden of like... Exactly. Mm-hmm. I prefer to do that mm-hmm. because if not, you you know, it's, uh, I hate hurting people to make a joke mm-hmm. just for a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, sometimes you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a really good joke, I go for it, but I try to avoid it <laughs> as much as I can. So you will be frozen with me. Thank you. Absolutely. I'll be right there. I would there. love knock, to knock, wake knock. up with you by my side. Hey. Hey, Renio, time for us to wake up now. Are you cold? <laughs> um, okay, so your publicist calls, and she says she's landed you a historic magazine cover. You have been offered the opportunity to be the first Mexican actor on the cover of Playgirl magazine. It will be a very tasteful nude shoot, and she thinks that this will make you a trailblazer and an inspiration to so many. What do you do? It, it, it's tempting. I mean, <laughs> Not only are you the first Mexican let, actor, you're the first movie star in general. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. It, it's tempting just because I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. Just because of that. And I, I, I love to make people laugh. Mm. <laughs> So it would be like a hit. <laughs> I know that everyone would, it would be. They, they will laugh a lot when they see me in a cover, like just <laughs> naked with, you know, with showing all my stuff. Uh, but yes, I think I, I would say no. I, I, I'm really shy. So no, I, would, I wouldn't take the, this huge opportunity. <laughs> huge, but I know I, I would say no. No, not this time. Not this time. No. Okay, all right. Well, hmm. you know. Well. Would you ever shoot. go full frontal in a movie for a joke? Oh, my God. No. You know why? Just because of my kids. I don't care about me. But, you know, just knowing that my kids are going to be watching the, the, the movie with their friends is like, uh, uh. Have you thought I, about that? I, well, that's what I, I'm. As you were saying that, I was suddenly like, shoot! I always wanted to show my breasts off. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> now I have to think about my kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I, I was thinking, that, what, what would they say? I, I mean, mean, he's seen them before. I <laughs> probably doesn't remember them. <laughs> but not in that way. <laughs> You know, but uh, yeah, I, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Probably. <laughs> oh, I don't know, I don't know, but I also don't know if like the climate has changed. It feels to me like it has a little bit with how nudity is viewed. Do you think it's changed? I don't know. If I were to do something topless, does it still have to be the right project? Does it still have to be some? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that uh, this is my. Dream. Maybe it is secretly, and I never realized it. <laughs> I think you're. I know. I'm, remember that day I really wanted to be in the bikini. I remember that yeah, you were because, trying to. Because I really also wanted to. I we were like trying to convince you. Uh, hey, is, that doesn't make sense in the scene, and you were like, I want to. I have to wear the bikini, though. I have to. Yeah. Uh, tiny, tiny, tiny. Topless beach and. 
<laughs> yeah, you were you were insisting a lot. I remember, but uh, I was I was willing to get back into that cold water to avoid press. I know, I know. Remember? Yes. It was so crazy. <laughs> oh boy! It was freezing. Um, how do you feel about doing improv? Uh, you just have to be yourself. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid because it's not my language, and in, in Spanish I don't care, but in English... But let, let's try. All let's right, all right, we can... You know. If not, you can cut it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, Sim, do you want to set us up here, or should I? Hi, Eugenio. I'm Donovan. So nice to meet you. Karen has been waiting for you right this way. Can I get you something to drink? Uh, uh, yes, thank you. Any, any, I don't know, juice or something? Absolutely. Can we get a grape juice, please? Grape? <laughs> you said any juice? Yes, but not, not grape. Any one, but not grape. Pear? Pear. No, just one. <laughs> oh, pear. Pear. Oh, yeah, a pear. No, yes, uh, one. Yeah. And I'd like you to meet Karen Sarducci. Hi. Hi, Karen. Hi. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of yours. Really? Yes, I saw how to uh, see a Mexican lover. I saw um, how to how to, how to be a Mexican lover. The oh god, the one with the kid. God, you're you're just fantastic. Oh, thank you. And thank we're you. as a studio, we're really we want to expand to international audiences. So I'm just thrilled oh, great. to meet you. Well, I'm, I probably am the guy. Yeah. Uh, I um I saw I just saw a screening yeah. of your new movie uh, about the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. Overboard is yes, it's Overboard. yeah, it's lovely yeah. With Anna, Anna, Anna Faris. Well, Wasn't Anna, crazy Anna. about her, but uh, but I loved you. Uh, you were just fantastic. I mean, she, but, but really? Oh gosh, you were just amazing. Oh, thank You're you. amazing. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm always like insecure about my being funny. In well, it's an actor, you know, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I I wanted to meet with you because we own. Um, Several properties uh-huh. that I wanted to pitch to you. Okay. Um, are you familiar with uh, Annie? The, 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 yeah, the, the musical with the, the girl. Yes. The, with the curly hair. Yes. No, no not really. You're not familiar no. with it. I mean, I, I know the story more or less. That uh, she was it's like a girl or and an orphan. orphan. Yeah, exactly. She's an orphan. There's a rich guy that sort of, you know, takes her under, whatever. Then, and it's all good in the end. Yeah. But so we, uh, we did the last one. Uh-huh. We weren't too pleased with the results. Okay. So, but we still own the property rights. So we would love it if you would take a look. Um, I know that you write and yeah. produce at reprising the role of Annie again. Um, it would be a completely different take, obviously. Like, um, a, you want me to play Annie? You have big eyes. You have really big eyes and they can do all kinds of things with prosthetics oh, and okay. uh, you sort of have a forlorn look about you you know that's kind of like hopeful and okay. desperate at the same time okay so, so would uh, you be interested do you sing and dance um i'm not like that kind of guy that you say oh my god but yes i can sing and same with the dancing i think i can handle it yeah i think you can too yeah. I th- I know you can, but that- like Mexican Annie doesn't matter if I have an accent. Oh no 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 no! Can it be Anita? Uh, all you have to do is just say, "It's a hard knock life." 
for us. It's a hard knock. It's a what? It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock like for <laughs> us. Very good. Oh, God, okay. Donovan, he's good. He's very good. This was an excellent idea. Thank you. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm just concerned about. Different take. Should I make a, a, a kind of a voice like a, a you know, a, yeah, what, higher, what was the line? higher would be great. Like it's a hard knock life. It's for, a hard knock life for us. It's excellent. I can go higher if you want. Yeah. It's a hard knock. It's a hard knock life for us. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Say, instead of kisses, we get kicked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I, I, I'm, I'm not this good is, at no, this remembering is so wonderful. the lines. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you audition right here, yeah. right now. No, it's because okay. Because you I already mean, have the role. Now, are there but, any characters, but but what? No, I... I, I no, I, were you going to say something? No, no, you... you no, 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 okay. 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 Uh, are there any characters that you have been just dying to play? I would love uh, to make like the 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 um, second part of the Shape of Water. I want to, would like to be the, the the guy the in the you know the the this the monster in the fish the fish the fish guy. Mm. Yeah. Why is that? Hmm? Why? Because uh, you know um, I that way I don't have to learn my lines. <laughs> I have a lot of trouble memorizing. So I thought when I saw the movie, I, I said that that's what I need. You know, a, a movie that it can win an Oscar. And me not having to memorize all these lines and no problem with my accent because everyone is always teasing me that I have an accent. And I thought, Who teases you? I mean, people, you know, I'll, casting I'll directors. I'll kick their fucking asses. Who please, teases you? Uh, uh, casting directors. Oh. All of them. Which ones? Um, um, oh, I'll, all I of will. them. Donovan, I, get me a list. And I thought it was a, a perfect match, you know, mm -hmm. probably for The Shape of Water 2. Do you enjoy being underwater um, more than being above water? No. I mean, the, for, for example, Anna Faris, she loves being underwater. I she hate loves her. being. Uh, you hate her? Oh, well, I don't hate her, but God. Ugh. But yes, uh, she does. She you likes think being she's funny? I mean, for uh, it's just like such an easy thing, you know. It's like, oh, like she says one dumb thing and people think she's funny. What it really <laughs> takes is intelligence to be funny, which is what you have. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, but uh, um, so uh, but what's next? Am I, I'm, am I going to be, when, when are we starting the, the, the shooting of Annie, of uh, Anita? Uh, it's Donovan. Call, it's, it's okay if, I mean, if I'm big, yes, Annie, sure, sure, sure. could it be, called Anita Anita because in Spanish Anita Anita la huerfanita on the scale of one to ten how strongly do you feel about this it, seven point six seven point six all right we'll talk seven all right we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk to your agents um but yes uh, well you know what what if we do this international release Anita part three okay Uh, domestically, Annie. Annie. Part three. I like it. I like it. I just want to be like the new Rita Moreno, you know? Like, uh... Donovan, I'm starting to suspect that Eugenio is a little difficult. No, oh, you know, uh, let's keep it... Let's say Annie. It's okay, Annie. Okay. All right. Annie. I appreciate like, that. Thank like, you. Thank you. Annie, uh, with a high-pitched voice. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. 
Donovan will uh, he'll validate your parking. Do you need validation for your parking? Uh, yes, yes, please. Uh, I mean, I, I came in a Uber, Uber, but I, I uh, really? a driver or an Uber? No, a, a, a Uber. But, <laughs> it, it's, but it's a pool. It's a, a pool? pool. Uber, Uber pool. Uber pool. So it's cheaper. Uh, is there a way we can Uber do? pool? Is like half the price, or might yes. even be. That's why I cheaper than that. So give him some cash, Don. I don't have any cash. Yeah, you do. You have cash? Oh, you think I have your checkbook. Can I write a check? No, no, no. Just give him some fucking cash. Where's your cash? You were showing me your collection of two fucking dollar bills just the other day. Now give him some fucking I have two dollars. Is that okay? Um, It it helps. I mean, it's not not really, but it helps. I mean. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. And I really liked that boat movie. Thank you. You um, were fantastic. Your eyes are so expressive. Uh, that's my mom. My mom told me like that. a clown, right? Oh, beautiful! Just oh, thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Big and brown and sad and happy all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I I feel honored. And so, when I should show up again? Oh well, we'll you'll you'll, we'll you'll call. Yeah, she'll she'll call your agent. Okay, okay thank okay. you. I've got to hop on a call. Yeah, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. I'll uh, sorry I'll about just that. Call me an Uber, and I'll be back anytime. We can't call the Uber. You have to call it from your own app. Okay, okay, I can do the same. I can just come here and then you Donovan, can give me can another get... two bucks, and I'll. Will you follow me, please? Yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to stop. He wants to go. No, no, I, well, I... <laughs> I love it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to call a stranger. I don't know what's going to happen. Sim does. So this stranger will need some advice, some life advice. Life advice. Okay. You are amazing. I just, I've missed you so much. All right. So we're calling Caitlin. Caitlin is in Illinois and she is 25. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Can we have a sheet? Thanks. Where's... Hello? Hey, Caitlin. It's Sim. Hi. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna right now. Hi, Caitlin. Hey, Anna. Um, Thanks so much. It's so nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, you too. Thanks so much for for being a part of our insane project here. Um, And my (laughs) most amazing star of Overboard, Eugenio Debez, is here. (laughs) Hi, Kidlin. Hi, so nice to meet you. I can't wait to see Overboard. Oh, thanks. Please go watch the movie. So, Caitlin, tell us what's going on with your boss. So, basically... 
this is going to sound so ridiculous, but um, I share a wall with my boss. So like her office is right next to mine. There's a very thin wall and I can hear all of the noises that she makes. So I can hear her like coughing and like super dramatic sneezing. And she like does this thing when she talks where she's like swallowing air and like trying to like collect saliva and like swallow it at the same time while she's talking. And um, it drives me fucking crazy. It, (laughs) It makes me want to like rip my face off and run screaming especially her her cough it got to the point where I literally tallied how many times she was coughing and it was 65 times in a two-hour span and it's like a it's not like a cough it's not like a I'm sick type of cough it's not like hacking stuff up but it's like a <laughs> like a tick almost. Yeah, I know. I know. I told you guys this is going to be ridiculous. Um, and so I just thought I've been at my job for like a year and a half now. And I just thought that I hated my boss. And that's why I hated like every sound that she was making. Um, and it just got really bad. I just started like rolling my eyes when she was talking to me and just like totally was disrespecting her. Um, but then I listened, I started listening to your podcast like fairly recently. And I listened to the first episode that Lance Bass was on and he talked about that weird sound thing that he has with misophonia and suddenly like everything in my life made sense tell us like what all misoph- of a sudden tell us what misophonia is in yeah. case anyone needs to know yeah 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 so the definition is a strong dislike or hatred of specific sounds and it's usually like oral sounds like breathing or chewing or like yawning or sneezing and the reactions can be like really mild anxiety and like discomfort all the way up to like rage and hatred towards the person, which is totally what I was feeling. Um, And it's happened before, like growing up, like my brothers, like chomping their cereal and oh my God, I just like hated it. And like, I had an issue with my significant other a couple of years ago with like some like noises that he was making. And I just like nicely like told him that whatever he was doing was making me really anxious. Um, So I think it's really hard for people who don't have it to like empathize and understand like what it feels like to like hear a noise after already having a really stressful day and then just like, wanting to like I am not an angry person at all I'm a social worker I'm like super nice and caring except for when this is going on I was like surprised by the amount of like rage I had so my question is do I attempt to talk to her about how this is like affecting my work and like attempt to like solve this issue and have a conversation with her or do I just find 
some other way to deal with it. Oh, boy, Caitlin, this is actually, seems like, oh, our call today, she's awesome. She's, it's going to be really easy. This is so weirdly hard. <laughs> it's, it's easy. I think I know what I would tell her to do. Well, but no, well, I want to no, no, hear from you guys first. Because I don't know. I, I, yeah. Are you still working with her? Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, I still work with her. She's my boss. Uh, and are, are you afraid she's going to hear this podcast and you're going to be fired immediately? No. So I thought about that, which is why I wanted to make it really clear that if my boss is listening, which she's totally not because this podcast says fuck like way too many times for her oh, to listen okay. to it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I want to make it really clear. I don't hate my boss. So but yeah, I totally respect her and I love the work that she's doing. But yeah, I don't think she's going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Oh, Why is this a difficult decision for you? She needs to suck it up. It's her job. She can put earbuds <laughs> in her ears. And she's not if she the minute she talks to her boss, her because, boss will because, not understand her condition because, and she'll take it personally. And that'll affect the entire relationship. I do agree. Forward. I just also think that there's an undercurrent, though. There's something else, maybe, Caitlin, that you're not – like some fundamental differences that you guys have, you know, that, that you know, maybe sort of make you crazy, which is like somebody who doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um but no but it, but you know what i mean like there this could stem from fundamental personality differences and and that's that's natural in a workplace but i oh, yeah i think sim is probably right do you and you like your job though right i do and i want to say this cuz what sim suggested about earbuds was what i did at first i would just put my earbuds in and listen to your podcast and like turn it up all the way but then it got there there's the two problems because then if she said something to me i wouldn't hear her and so she'll just come into my office and i have like a super comfy chair that people just sit in and they stay there forever so she would just like come in and and stay even longer and I would have to listen to her for even longer and also we have like we sit through excruciatingly long meetings together and that's I think where it gets to me the most where to the point where like sometimes I just like get up and walk out of the meeting to like take a breather or go to the bathroom or something uh, I think it's more related to I don't think it what bothers you exactly is the sound of the noises she makes. I think it's more her personality. I don't know if you agree or not. H have you noticed that, that probably someone else around make uh, in your life makes um, make that, that noises and, and it's just her who bothers you because it's sometimes the personality <laughs> of, the, the, of the person that is in front of you that you hate. It's anything coming from her mouth anything coming from her is going to bother you. <laughs> so it's not the noises, it's her what is bothering you. I, I think I think that's the, the, the issue. You think... So, uh, so I thought that at first, too, but then, like, my significant other makes noises that I hate as well, but I don't hate him, and he's, like, super understanding, and, like, he'll, like, take his shoes off when he comes to the house so I don't hear, like, the little tapping... Of uh, his boots around the house and like is careful like with his chewing. So 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds but, insane. No, well, well, but you know, maybe this is something because this does sound like, um, like, uh, uh, like exactly what you what you were describing. Where sort of like the um, some like audible irritation kind of affects yeah. you in a different way than other people. Yeah, and um, yeah, um, and I feel. I'm I'm starting to think about poor Sim listening to my voice over and over. I and over enjoy and your and voice. I do enjoy your voice. Thanks. Thank, I'm not <laughs> sick of your voice at all. Thanks. But um, so but but I do think that it doesn't solve anything to go to her and say, you know, can you please not cough? I have this weird thing, um, <laughs> because um, that will affect your you negatively if if you enjoy your job. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe the idea of, I mean, I bet you've run through a lot of options with this. Um, what uh, about changing your office to an, uh, another place that it's, um, um, far away from her? I mean, taking out the cozy chair. Yeah. You know, instead of being, uh, so close to her, just switching because you can tell her that, uh, the, you know, the window is bothering you, the sun, the, the, the location, the energy. You can blame it on whatever you want. So you can... Yeah. Because what I think it's bothering you is that you have that 24-7. Well, not 24-7, but the, the entire day you're hearing her. <laughs> if you just hear yeah. her during it's, a meeting, it's more... You can handle it. But having her by your side right. all the time, you're focused on her all the time instead of, of working. So you should try to make an excuse so you can change places and, and go far from her. That's what I think. I like that a lot. If Is there an office that, that you can move to? Yeah, there's someone. So I'm the closest one to her, but there's three more people who have my exact same job. Um, well, I think if I'm willing to like give up the comfy chair, then I think people would totally be into that. Like if they could keep it. It's fair. And I think it, 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 they're going to take it. it. I mean, you can tell them that, uh, I don't know, whatever you can, the energy, the, the I don't know how it's the place, but the, you can make any excuse to, to tell them that you need to, to change places. Yeah. I actually love that. Yeah. I didn't even think of that because I just assumed like nobody else would want to switch offices. Um, see, see what you did to you, Henio? See what you did here? Well, that's because she said she was going to watch Overboard. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out in April thirteenth. Hey, Caitlin, thank you so much. Keep us posted. Yeah, let us know how it goes. Yeah. All right. Thank I you love guys you so much. So good to talk to all of you. Oh, I love you. Thank you, you Caitlin. Have a great night. You too. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Hey, thank you so much for doing this. No, why? This was my I, pleasure. It's I really wanted to annoy you in Vancouver, <laughs> but I didn't get a chance, and we were working so hard. But um, thank you so much for being here. It was here. really fun. Thank you. Very, very. I and enjoyed it a lot. I will annoy you like over the next few months. Anytime. You'll see Anytime. me and I'll be like, hey, man, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy your I, I enjoy your company so much. Always. You're you going to get frozen with me, right? I, we're going to get frozen together. <laughs> and probably we can do the the the, the frozen too. Also. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> we can do like a, 
combination of yeah. Overboard and Frozen in the same yeah, movie. Yeah, let's do the really fucked up one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night, I love Good you, night. listeners. Yeah! Yeah! She's